Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from RootMetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. New home ownership can be a real eye-opener, but it's the perfect time to look into Homeowner 101 from The Home Depot. Free live streaming workshops taught by expert associates. Now at homedepot.com slash workshops. You'll find indoor and outdoor workshops, even home systems workshops. Plus, you'll get the know-how you need to care for your biggest investment. Master the basics at Homeowner 101, only at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com slash workshops. I'm Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Injury Lawyers. Accidents happen, and when they do, you'll want a lawyer who will stand up to the insurance company and fight for your rights. In case of emergency, have this name in your back pocket, Goldfinger, Brian Goldfinger. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, William Liu, speaking to you live from New York City, courtesy of the Air Canada fan flight. I was able to get down here to the game to watch the Raptors defeat the New York Knicks by a score of 104 to 99. Um, you know, this game should have been... <laughs> honestly, the Raptors probably could have put together a more professional approach than this, but uh, this is just one of those nights where... Yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe it was New York City. Maybe it was... I don't know what it was, really. But the Raptors just didn't really quite have it. Um, Pascal didn't have it. He was weirdly off. Kawhi, this is one of his roughest performances of the season. Not very aggressive. Maybe he's still hampered by that sore knee. But, you know, this is a forgettable performance by Kawhi Leonard. And, uh, you know, off the bench, really not a lot of people stepping up. Fred, after getting a career-high 30 points gets five and uh was really bad defensively just kept letting blow buys happen um but uh you know overall though obviously the raptors were still gonna take this game this the entire way the knicks never really threatened um and you know it was just sort of one of those games where the raptors want to make a statement and win by 30 and rest everybody or do they want to um you know just do the bare minimum and they did the bare minimum tonight um I guess I'll start with the most important news is that Marcus Saul made his Raptors debut. He came off the bench, which is going to be something to watch going forward, whether or not he's amenable to, you know, coming off the bench. Um, Serge got the start. And uh, quite honestly, I believe Serge deserves to continue getting starts. But um, as I stated in uh, my story on the Marcus Saul's signing or sorry, trading, um, 
you know, I think Gasol and Ibaka should really continue to alternate starts, just sort of like how JV and uh, Ibaka used to do it. I think that's, that's a past precedent. At least they can point to that and, and sort of try to maintain it. And if Gasol's good with it, which, by the way, all things that Gasol has said so far have been very positive. I mean, he's taken a discount. He's waived his trade kicker, um, so given up like about $2 million to come to Toronto. He's been really happy about it. He got here, you know, as soon as the trade happened, uh, went through his physicals, you know, he's already playing. Um, so all that's really positive. And he said the right things about sacrificing, things like that. So, if, if, you know, if that's what he wants to do and that's the attitude, that's perfect because the Raptors really need to split that center position between Ibaka and Gasol. And today they did that. Um, Ibaka played 29 minutes. Gasol played 19. Now, granted, I don't think it's going to be that kind of split every single night. I think Gasol's too talented to play just 19 minutes. But um, nevertheless, this is his first taste of action, and I thought he did look look pretty good. I mean, when he came to the game, he really had um, immediately this command of the game um, in terms of just, like, organizing the offense and organizing the defense. That stability from the back line is just something that's kind of rare. The Raptors are usually a perimeter-oriented team where, you know, Kyle's running the show or Kawhi's running the show or whoever. Even Pascal's kind of a perimeter, you know, outside-inside type of player. Um but Gasol was really a good presence to have down low um, in terms of just his playmaking. The Raptors bench started showing um, a lot more versatility in terms of the plays they were running. You know, all of a sudden you get like, you know, split cut action. You get, uh, you know, pick and roll where the the, the goal isn't just to have the ro- like roll man finish. Because usually, you know, pick and rolls with Surge or whatever, he's popping, he's shooting, he's, he's rolling to the basket, he's shooting. Same thing with JV, he's rolling, he either he rolls into a post up or he's just rolling and finishing. There's not usually too much else that comes from that, but the Raptors today with Gasol, a lot of these sequences where he was putting the pick and roll, either he was trying to, either he was drawing two defenders with him and the corner shooter was open because he was there was help tagging from the the baseline, or in this you know in a lot of other cases Gasol would get the ball on the short roll and make a play and and kick it out to other people. Uh, just by my count, in the first quarter alone, Gasol created. No, um, sorry, the first uh, stint. He really only played a little bit of the first quarter, but um, just in his first shift, he created three open threes and a layup. Now the Raptors just couldn't hit anything. The bench was really, really painfully off from three. Norm had a ton of open looks. He had nine threes today. Uh, only hit three. Um, but a lot of those, you know, Gasol should have had a better performance. Where Gasol only had one assist, but really he. You know, as Nick Nurse pointed out, he could have had like eight. And, um, yeah, you just want to see him paired with as many good shooters as possible because he is a really good passer. Um, and it does give the Raptors a lot of flexibility in their offense. And quite honestly, I feel like the bench shooter could really use someone like that because, you know, they have a lot of creation in terms of, well, they, they don't really have that much creation, sorry, from the perimeter, right? It's not like Fred Van Bleed and Norman Power are going to consistently create great looks. They create average offense, but not great looks. So if you can have another dimension where you can just throw into the post, or at least you can, you know, there can go, it can go inside and then it can go outside. And that's, I think, the main benefit of Gasol off the bench. Um, we also saw a little bit of Gasol with the starting lineup. You know, Nick Nurse made sure to stagger his. Uh, rotations a little bit so Gasol got to see some time with the starters I think immediately it's clear that uh, Gasol has very high basketball IQ and he's going to pair really well with a guy like Lowry who um, the two of them you know work pick and roll together pretty nicely I think I still want to see more of that I want to see more of um, Gasol and Leonard for example but uh, you know 
I don't know. It just uh, Leonard didn't really have it tonight, and so you know we didn't get to see too much of that. Also saw a little bit of you know defensively what Gasol has to offer. He had a really nice um, block against. Uh, DeAndre Jordan. Now, DeAndre Jordan, for some reason, decided to post him up, which is just, that's not your game. And Gasol easily blocked him, but Gasol also took a nice charge, affected a couple shots in the basket. The only thing that Gasol didn't do a great job of in terms of just, um, you know, his responsibility was contesting and rotating at the rim. And the Raptors just all night from the power four position just didn't really have it. And um, OG off the bench, 16 minutes, three rebounds. Like, he was not really in position to help out and rebound. And he left Norm and guys like, you know, past, you know Pat McCaw. You know, the responsibility was left to those smaller wings to help Gasol on the glass. And it's like, you know, you got to do better than that. The, the Knicks did... Um, you know, feast on the glass with 15 offensive rebounds. Mitchell Robinson off the bench with four, and he also had uh, 15 points and seven on nine shooting. A lot of those were just putbacks where Gasol would come over, rotate, because that's a shot. That's great defense, but someone needs to come actually finish the possession. And the Raptors bench just seemed more intent on leaking out for some reason, especially OG. He just, I don't know, it's not a great game for OG, but. Um, you know, overall, I thought it was a solid performance by Gasol. I, I liked, again, that he took command of the offense and defense at the same time. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing more scenarios, especially him with the starters, too, because I think he would fit really nicely with a guy like Danny Green or even Kyle Lowry, who those guys are great shooters. And if you can have Gasol playing with the ball on the post, those guys can cut and move and, you know, space the floor. And there's you just want him playing with good shooters and you don't want him to always kick out to like OG or like Powell. Cause like, you know what I mean? Like that's kind of uh, talent wasted. But uh, in terms of, you know, the rest of the game, um, you know, Raptors started really poorly. They were down like 12 immediately. Kind of like stuck on three points for like the first five minutes. Um, started taking it more seriously towards the end of the first quarter. Took the lead by the end of the first quarter. Um, you know, held a marginal lead into halftime. I thought they were going to just put the game away in the third quarter. They led by like double digits. But then a couple threes by the Knicks. I think two by Kevin Knox. Um, you know, got the Knicks back closer and got the lead down to single digits. And the Knicks really just kind of didn't go away from that point onward. You know, they, they just stuck around. They got enough for second chance points and yeah, hit a, th- a bunch of threes. And it's like, all right, you know, it was, it was annoying. But the Raptors eventually figured it out. I think the fourth quarter, it was really up to guys like Danny Green and Kyle Lowry to hit three pointers and to sustain the offense. Danny um, consistently got open. Which is great, um, you know. Danny's just such a calm guy. You just you don't even notice him for half the game, and then boom, he pops up with two great threes, and you know the lead is more secure. Kyle, um, probably the best player for the Raptors tonight. Honestly, twenty-two points, four rebounds, five assists, two steals, two blocks, six percent shooting, five of seven from deep, five of six from the free throw line. I mean, a couple of points actually negated because uh, of whistles where you know Kyle had a and one that was called off because foul was called on the floor, and another one where he really was jumping up and in the air when he got fouled, and like I, I don't know how that's not free throws. I've seen James Harden get that call all the time. I don't, I don't see what the difference is. I don't know how you can call it on the floor when Kyle Lowry's literally off the floor shooting the ball. Regardless, though. Great game from Kyle, uh, real sharp. After the game, I thought it was really interesting. Nick Nurse talked about how on the film, um, the coaching staff kind of realized that there was this sort of mechanical uh, imperfection with Kyle's shot, and so they sort of fixed that. And, you know, he has shot a lot better recently. He's not getting the same lift as he did early in the year, Um, you know, when he was shooting really well, when his back was healthy. But, um, you know, the results are better now, which is 
important, I think. But, um, you know, Kyle sustained the Raptors tonight with his uh, threes, and that's ultimately what uh, got the Raptors over the top. So in terms of your three stars, Kyle, number one, um, I would say Serge, number two, tireless, uh, 15 points, 13 rebounds, four assists, a steal, five of 10 shooting. Uh, five or six on the free throw line and you know down the stretch he got some important rebounds you know um finished off a couple sequences where you know he, he, he got to the glass got fouled you know drive and kick um you know Serge will capitalize and, and and they get to the free throw line or just score the layup and stuff so good game from Serge and then third star I'll probably give that to uh, uh you know what? I'll give it to Gasol why not seven points six rebounds and assists two steals a block three of seven from the field, um, you know, he's got the little post turnaround, he's got, he, he could really shoot a lot more, I think, I think he could, he was a little bit uh, looking to sort of facilitate, which is great, this is a great thing, but, you know, sometimes I like to see him shoot the ball more and see if sort of assert himself more on the game that way, especially in a night where you got a guy like McCaw who's never going to shoot the ball, he took one shot in 13 minutes, it's a classic McCaw game, you know, Van Vliet didn't have anything going, and an OG didn't have anything going, and it was basically just Norman Powell getting open shots and breaking them over and over and over again. You know, not like that. I kind of want to see Gasol take his man one-on-one um, a couple times, but I also don't mind the selfless mentality. But, you know, for his first game, I thought pretty decent. Um, and then in terms of your Gerald Henderson award, I got to give that to Mitchell Robinson or Kadeem Allen, honestly. You know, I'll give it to Kadeem Allen. This guy, honestly, man, I got I'm I'm not going to lie, I haven't been watching a lot of Knicks basketball recently, so I haven't really paid attention to Kadeem Allen, but he was nice today. 14 points, 4 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals, 5-11 from the field, 2-3 from deep. Torching Fred Van Vliet at every opportunity. Man, Fred looked bad. He got outplayed by this guy named Kadeem Allen, who I didn't even know he was in the NBA. Wow. Um... But yeah, I mean, this he he was he was nice. I I don't know what else to say really. He's 26 years old. Wow. So this is like a G League guy, I guess. I don't know. But this, he had a great game against the Raptors. You know, if it wasn't just, you know, him scoring, it was also him passing to Robinson, who was, you know, really effective as well. Maybe they can share a co Gerald Henderson byline here. You know, 15 points, 7 rebounds, 3 blocks, 7 and 9 shooting for Mitchell Robinson. But, um, yeah, Allen was really effective, which is just such a strange thing to say. But the, the Raptors got the win. The Raptors got... Uh, a lot of fans uh, at MSG, not just uh, the crew that came along for the uh, fan flight by Air Canada, which again was phenomenal. We got like picked up um, Friday night or Friday morning. Just got went to the Pearson Airport, you know, spent the weekend here in uh, in New York City, you know, great accommodations, things like that, and then you know, obviously again to the game and stuff. But there was a lot, a lot of Raptors fans that made it up there. I don't know if it's because it's just the weekend or because you know maybe they're here to see. The, you know the Raptors today and the Leafs tomorrow, and because yeah, Gasol's debut—I don't know—I guess a confluence of factors. But a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, Raptors fans at MSG, which I gotta say is a really beautiful building. I can see why players love playing there. I mean, it's not the Knicks really; it's just a building. It's just like such a gorgeous arena, especially compared to Scotiabank. But um, a lot of Raptors fans uh, chanting from the get-go. You know, um, and it's really funny because. The, the Knicks fans, like, they obviously, like, they lost, like, 16 games in a row or whatever. Like, they don't they don't care. Like, they're not chanting anything. But every time the Raptors started, uh, you know, you know, a Let's Go Raptors chant or whatever, um, 
then that's the only time when you would actually hear from Knicks fans is when they tried to drown out the Raptors fans. But it just turned out they were just like basically booing over the Raptors um, chance, which is just it was strange. I don't know. Sometimes it sounded like the Knicks were booing their own players, which uh, deservedly so, to be honest. But um, yeah, that's the game. But uh, yeah, uh, going forward, I'm not. I'm gonna be actually on vacation again for the basically remainder of the week so i'm not gonna have anything out until after the all-star break um i'm not i think zarar is gonna pick up some of these podcasts and i really hope he does um but if if that doesn't happen then i'll be back to recap the spurs game which would be very interesting that's gonna be demar Rosen's return to toronto that's gonna be very exciting uh thank you and uh, i'll talk to you then want to hear something amazing discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. The time comes for every young woman, and now it's your daughter's turn. She'll need your guidance and support as she prepares for her first gynecological exam. At Lancaster Physicians for Women, part of Penn Medicine Lancaster General Health, we understand. Maybe it's because all of our gynecologists are women, or the fact that women's health is all we do. We know you want her to feel comfortable to ask questions and have open conversations. That's our mission, too. Visit lghealth.org to make an appointment. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Metric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.